2 Kings chapter 7, it's story time. Four lepers of Samaria. The city of Samaria was under siege by an enemy army from Syria. The Syrian army kept everything they needed from coming in. The grocery stores were out of food, the toilet paper wasn't on the shelves, the gas stations were out of gas, the schools weren't in session, Dove poop was selling for five pieces of silver. No kidding. Nobody could leave or come into the city. They were on lockdown, baby. It was a shelter-in-place order. You know what I'm saying? It got so bad that some people were starting to do horrible things. Hunger and scarcity will make people get really twisted. When all was about at its absolute worst, the prophet of God, Elisha, came. He said, I know it looks bad, and it is bad, but this time tomorrow, there's going to be food on your shelves, groceries in your fridge, gas in your cars. There will be abundance. Now, the king's personal assistant doubted. He said, really? I mean, if God were to make windows in, he in heaven, could this be? what the king's personal assistant didn't know is that God already did have windows in heaven. Hey, it's Charlie, and you're listening to the Encouragers United Podcast. Listen to this Bible story from the Old Testament, the book of 2 Kings, chapter 7, verses 3 through 16. Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance to the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, there's famine in this city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. So come now, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. When these lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent and they ate and they drank and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off things from it and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, 
we came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no one to be seen or heard there, nothing but the horses tied and the donkeys tied and the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out, and it was told within the king's household. So they went after them as far as the Jordan, and behold, all the way was littered with garments and equipment that the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. And then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. This is one of my favorite Bible stories. Um, it's a little obscure, but it's, it's a story of four leprous men who were staying at the entrance to the city during a famine. Leprosy is a skin disease that uh, often meant that those who had it were unclean and they were outcasts from their society. It was very contagious and so they were not allowed to mingle with the rest of the community. No doubt, because of their condition, they begged for handouts and were mocked and pitied and they were looked down upon generally. In all this turmoil, these lepers stayed at the gate because the gate was a very significant place, right? Nothing went in or out of the city except through the gate. And these lepers would have a better chance for a handout or someone's gift of charity if they stayed at the entrance to the city. But with the onset of this famine and the, the Syrian army uh, laying siege to the city, they find themselves in an even more vulnerable position. It's very dangerous. They're starving. So they start to do some reasoning. These lepers are admired because even in their very poor and dire strait situation, they take a step of faith, don't they? They've lost everything. Even now they've lost the chance for a generous gift of someone coming or going from the city. But they decide to take a big chance to step out in complete faith. Many times we may lose our jobs, our friends, some money, even lose loved ones, our homes, or even our businesses. But whatever is taken away, robbed, or stolen from us, we must press on, just like these lepers, and hold on to our faith. And when God leads us to move, we need to take that shot, right? We need to take action. These guys concluded that if they stayed in their current position, they were going to die. And they knew they couldn't go in the city because people would never accept them and they'd probably die. And so they decided to move out, not only of the city, but to venture into their enemy's camp, the camp of the Syrians. And we see that as they moved in faith, there must have been a corresponding action taking place in the spiritual, right? So as they moved, the Lord caused the host of the Syrian armies to hear a noise of chariots and horses and warriors and armor and swords coming at them. The sound was so loud and frightening that it caused the Syrians to flee and to leave all of their possessions behind, their clothes, their gold and silver, their horses and donkeys and chariots. The Lord must have somehow defied the laws of uh, acoustic physics and to make that sound manifest itself on earth. He amplified and magnified these four men's small step of faith to make great results and a marvelous miracle for the whole city. Now, why do you think the Lord would use lepers to spearhead such a great and miraculous action? Well, Scripture is full of examples of the rejected becoming the celebrated. 
You remember that verse, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? Listen, the Lord specializes in making the last to be first and the first to be last. This is the Easter season, right? Where God makes zeros into heroes. And the lepers had a heart for the nation. When they went back and raided the camp, they took their portion, but they also went back to feed the hungry people in the city. Anyone who will be like these lepers, who will not be selfish about the blessings in their lives, they're going to be the leaders. We need to be people who will be filled with compassion, who will not be bitter or hateful or resentful about what's happened in the past. Those who are whole and mature enough to receive God's blessing like this, they then take it and bless others. That's the heart of an encourager. Someone who's seen the lumps and bumps and bruises of life, but they've developed patience and empathy for everyone around them. You see, life experience equips us to empathize and to really listen to someone when they need us, when they need help. And that same life experience has taught us just the right words and actions to bring healing and wisdom and love to someone's deepest hurt. Let me give you some nuggets of wisdom from this story of the lepers. I love the way they got momentum from this reasoning that they did. And they got momentum from looking at all of their options and frankly, picking the, the one that was the least painful, perhaps going into the enemy camp. Number two, they did not fear the unknown. A lot of times we're crippled by the fear and the uncertainty of what we don't know. These guys stepped exactly right into what they didn't know. Number three, the rejection and the abandonment of their current state, it didn't make them bitter in the long run. They actually went back and shared the plunder of the Syrians with their entire city. They forgave those that may have looked down on them and they did what was best for the common good. Number four, a radical faith often reaps radical results. When we take a big chance by trusting God with everything that we have, he then can finally and fully use us to display his glory. Isn't that what happened with these guys? They were really at the bottom, right? They had hit rock bottom, but they took a chance. They stepped out in faith and it changed their lives and the lives of the city forever. And finally, number five, a heart that remembers others will always be blessed. I want you to learn from this story to start where you are, take what you have, and do what you can. There hasn't ever been a single mom that I've talked to who feels like she has it all together, that she's doing a good job, and couldn't use just a little extra support. Hi, I'm Heather. I host the Shine.fm MomCast, and it is specifically for moms. It's a way to encourage you, to kind of give you a little bit of wisdom, and hopefully help you along this way of this journey that we've been given with being parents. So definitely check us out. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and just search for us in Shine.fm Podcasts.